Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Turn with me to the book of Psalms 107. This morning, amen. We got up on the screen. If you don't have your Bible, you know I'd like to encourage you to bring your Bible. Amen. Need the Bible, praise God. Need the Word of God in your lap. For those of you who don't have the Bible, you can look up on the screen. <clears throat> Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Anybody here redeemed this morning? Amen. Let me hear you say so. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Father, we thank you this morning. God, we thank you for your sweet presence that is in this church this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us the technology, God, to go live on YouTube. And, Father, that we are able to minister through that device as well and to the homes of some people, God. And, Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for every soul that you woke up this morning and you compelled them to come to the Bowden Church of God this morning to be with us in person. And, Father, I pray that you will continue to speak to others, Lord, and compel them to come and to be with us in person in church, God. And, Father, right now, though, we're here and we need your presence. We need your anointing. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord, for just that. Lord, to give us your anointing in the name of Jesus. Hide your servant behind the cross. Open up our lips of clay. Anoint our hearts and our minds and our ears to receive what thus saith the Lord this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. My family is redeemed. I am healed. My family is healed. I am blessed. My family is blessed. I am renewed. I am recreated. And I am transformed. Faith believes. Faith speaks, faith acts. Therefore, I believe. Come on, point your finger at yourself. You got to make it personal this morning. I believe, I speak, and I act on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand, praise. Amen. Now, what we just did is what I call proactive prayers. Amen. I call that proactive praying. For too long, the church has been in reactive mode. I mean, we just, something will take place in our life, and that's when we will go to prayer. But you notice that nobody seems to ask for prayer on Facebook until after there's a tragedy. You notice that things happen first, and then you will get a prayer request. Amen. You notice that? That's called reactive praying. That means we're just praying in response to a life situation that is happening. Amen? And believe me, in this year that you and I are living in, amen, there's a lot of life responses that we have to respond to in prayer. Amen? We got we to be on this. We got to respond in prayer to the craziness of our government today. Amen? We got to respond in prayer to the craziness of our news media. Amen? We got to respond in, in prayer to the COVID 19. I call it a demonic spirit. Come on, in the land today. Amen. We, listen, there's so many things that the church needs to be praying about. But all of these I call classified as reactive prayers. I was watching the football game yesterday, watched two football games. 
First, it looks to me, I was going to go ahead and say it, it looks like the Alabama roll tide rolled into Athens, Georgia and changed uniforms. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. I don't know what happened to Alabama yesterday, but y'all better not be number one after the rankings come out. Praise God. Amen. It better be George Bulldogs. Amen. All right, I got this side shouting with me. So you got Alabama over here and going over here. <laughs> Amen. Roll tie, Frankie. They roll tie. <laughs> I told my wife, I'll go ahead and tell them, I said, I told my wife last night, I said, please don't tell the church I was actually rooting for Florida last night. Amen. I want somebody to beat Alabama. Amen. Look, I grew up in Alabama. I've been an Alabama Crimson Roll Tide fan all my life, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired of seeing them win. I want to see somebody beat them. <laughs> Amen. Maybe this year would be Georgia's year. Come on. Can I get a praise in the house? <laughs> Amen. Well, if you don't pay attention to nothing else I said today, maybe you listen to that. <laughs> But you know, the thing about football, football teaches us some things. Football teaches us what defense is and what offense is. And we have learned through the years of watching football that defense is so important in winning a football game. Am I right? But listen, if you ain't got offense, if somebody ain't there to catch the ball, if somebody ain't there to throw that ball, if somebody ain't there to run that ball into the end zone to score the points, let me tell you something. You ain't got a football game. All you got is a bunch of guys standing out there and they're playing with that pigskin, amen, and they're not getting anywhere, they're not doing anything. But let me tell you, for so long, the church has been doing exactly that. But listen, we are playing church, but we're so much on defense that we can't get anything going. We can't get momentum going. We can't get prayers answered. We can't get God to bless us. We can't get folks saved. We can't get people in church. Why? Because we're too busy playing defense. I'm telling you, it's time for the church to huddle up. It's time for the church to grab the ball, amen, and start playing offense against the devil, amen. And I call that pro. Proactive prayers. Proactive praying. You speak forth the word of the living God and speak it into your life. Don't wait till somebody in your family is sick before you start praying to get sickness. Come on. Don't wait till you got a migraine headache to lay hands on yourself and say, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Don't wait till their, your, your car is broke down before you lay hands on the dash and say be blessed and be anointed in the name of Jesus. Come on. Listen, when your car is broke down, I know you're going to pray, but you should have already been praying. Come on. You notice that everybody wants to get in the Word and get in prayer when the sickness is upon their body, but when they feel good, where are they at? Let me tell you, everybody wants to go to church when tragedy has hit the family. Can I get a witness? Everybody wants to seek God. I mean, everybody's going to ask for prayer. Everybody wants to go to the house of God. Everybody wants the pastor to pray for them. Everybody wants somebody to anoint them with oil and pray over the sick and all this. When tragedy hits the house, but when they feel good, instead of being at church on Sunday morning, they're out there in their bass boat. Come on. And they're trying to bring in that bass. Come on. They're, they're doing too many other things that are happening in their life. They're too busy shopping. They're too busy playing that six flags. Come on. They're too busy sightseeing. They're too busy traveling to be in the house of God on a Sunday morning when everything is going good. I want to tell you something. You need to be in the house of God more 
in your life when everything is going good to keep everything going good. Mm. I've asked the Lord times, I said, Lord, why does this family seem to go after one tragedy, after another tragedy, after another tragedy? You know what the Lord told me? He said, son, the only time they ever seek me is when they're in tragedy. Come on. That's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. How many of us got grown children? You got grown children. Come on. How heartbreaking would it be the only time they picked up the phone to call you is when they needed money? Hello. I know I just hit somebody real close to home right there. How would it make you feel as a mom or a dad or a grandparent? The only time you hear from your family, your children and your grandchildren is when they're in need. Amen. But when you call them on the phone and say, look, I'm coming to town. I want to spend time with you. They say, oh, I can't today. Uh, can we do it next week? I can't do it today. i got to go to the ball game. Oh, I can't do it today. I, I, we're going shopping at the mall. I don't have time to spend with you. Oh, but when the fire goes flat, come on. When the car breaks down, when the bank account is upside down, Mama, can you help me? Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, we treat God the same way. Come on. Amen. Just throw your hands up and say, I'm guilty. We treat God the same way. I mean, when everything's going good, when we feel like a million dollars inside and we feel like we're Superman with our health and, and we don't have no aches and no pains and our bank account is fat, come on somebody, and our car is looking good and acting good and we don't have no tragedies in our life, you know what we do? We forget God. I'm talking about the church. I ain't talking about... I'm not even talking about the lost world. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about people who are supposed to be children of God. We don't have time for God in our daily lives, in our activities. We're too busy. Too busy. I heard a preacher one time. He said this woman came to him in stage four cancer. woman came to him and said, I want you to pray for me. I'm in stage four cancer. The doctor said, I only have four months to live. And immediately this, this, this pastor, he realized that this person didn't have faith to be healed and needed some teaching of the Word. How many of y'all realize the Word of God needs to be important in our lives? It needs to be number one. And he asked her, he said, honey, he says, can you, can you wait? Can you just wait 20 minutes? We're going to start church and we've got a powerful Word that's going to be taught today. And then we're going to have an altar call. And I want to lay hands on you during that altar call. Because I know the anointing of God is going to be moving. And, 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 and we've got a powerful sermon. And you know what she said? I don't have time today. My sister's coming to town. And we've been going to the mall. We've been planning a shopping trip. That pastor said he almost blurted out. I thought you said you're going to be dead in four months. Come on. But yet, going to the ball is more important than hearing the preaching, hello, of the Word of God. Right. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Listen, we've got to learn to put God's Word number one in our life. Especially when everything is going good. When everything is going good, that's when you need to be praising God the more. When everything's going good, that's when you need to be proactive in your prayer life. Amen? Proactive in your prayer life. Talking to the Lord and, 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 and calling out the Word of God. Amen? Amen? Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 
Amen. I don't know. She, like I said, uh, Angel's PowerPoint went down. She may be able to find it and not be able to find it. But if not, turn to your Bibles. Amen. You should have brought your Bibles with you anyways. Man, it's quiet up in this church. Come on. I said, man, it's quiet up in this church. I said, you should have brought your Bible with you anyways. Oh, I got three amens out of that one. Listen, there used to be a time when I was growing up that everybody had a Bible when they came to church. Hello? Come on. Listen, don't sit there and listen to my preaching and, and not look up the scripture and make sure I'm preaching to you right if you're going to be in trouble. Don't you dare listen to a preacher without your Bible. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. And all the promises of God in him are yea and in him. Amen. Unto the glory of God by us. All the promises of God are yes and amen. God is not a man that he can lie, church. If God said it, he can do it and he will do it. Amen. When God said it, he can do it and he will do it. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. I want you to see this word in your Bible, profession. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. The Amplified Bible changes the word profession to confession. To profess is to proclaim something. To confess something makes it more personal. Let me say that again. To profess something means to proclaim something. To confess something makes it more personal. Amen? Now look at what the Scripture is saying. It says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our professions, our confessions, the words that we are proclaiming out of our mouth. Jesus is the high priest of these words. He is the high priest. Now listen, you don't have to make up words. All you got to do is just speak what this says right here. Let this word come out of your mouth. Listen, Jesus is the high priest of our profession. He's the high priest of our confession. What we are confessing, what we are proclaiming, what we are declaring, Jesus is the high priest. And listen, when you are talking about the word of God and you are speaking the word of God, you know what you're doing? Proactive praying is also prophesying. You are prophesying into your future, into your life, the word of the living God. I'm telling you, church, all you got to do is say what this says. Amen. Just say what this says. I tell you the most profound thing I have found just the other day. It, 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 it just goes over in my spirit where the Lord says, I speak nothing of myself, but what my father speaketh that I speak. Then he went on to say, what I see the Father do, that I do. Come on. How I many you know we're supposed to be imitators of God? Amen. We're supposed to be imitators of God. We're supposed to be imitators of Christ Jesus. What Christ Jesus says, we say. Come on. What Christ Jesus does, we do. Amen. Don't get outside of that. You get outside of that, you'll be in the flesh and you'll be in trouble. Amen. Come on, that was good. You should have wrote that one down. Amen. You get outside of, of professing God's word, you're going to be in the flesh. And you'll be in trouble. Amen. So he's a high priest of our confession. 
He's a high priest of our profession. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. We're going to do some of this professing and confessing this morning over our lives. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. All right, Miss Angel was able to catch back up with me this, this morning. Amen. You can look there on the screen. She's got it up there for you. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee by the right hand of my righteousness. Now watch this. I will not fear. I will not be dismayed. For the Lord my God strengthens me. You see what I'm doing? I, Lord my God will help me. He will uphold me by the right hand of His righteousness. What did I just do? I just confessed and professed and proclaimed and prophesied the Word of God in my life. Amen. And that's what you got to do, church. You got to speak forth the Word of God into your life. Look at what that scripture says. First thing, I will not fear. You ever notice it's one of the first things that every time an angel appeared in the Bible, the first thing they said is fear not. Amen. One of the biggest statements that God tells man is fear not. Fear not. We are so full of fear. And we've been so full of fear, especially in the last two years. There are still people today that are afraid to go to church. They're afraid to leave their house because they're afraid they're going to die. Let me tell you, when we die, we just slip out of this old earth suit. Come on. It's just like taking off a glove. You ever took off a glove off your hand? It's just like pulling that glove off. You're just going to slip out of your earth suit right into your heavenly suit and live forever in paradise with God. Amen. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's, it's time for the church to stop being afraid of death. Because we don't die. We live forever. Come on. Oh, but brother, I, I'm afraid of the sickness that I'll have before I die. Who said you had to be sick? Where's that written down at? It ain't written in your Bible. You can die a healthy person. You don't have to die to be sick. I'm telling you, in spite of the devil, if he tries to kill me, I'll get healed first, and then I'll give up the ghost. I'm going to die a healthy man. I don't care what it is. I will fight it, coop and nail, and die healthy. I refuse to die sick. Amen. Amen. Why not? One of my mentors did, Kenneth Hagin, but brother, I was just talking about it. That's exactly what he did. Died a healthy man. Ain't no, ain't no sense in being sick. Amen. But why do we have to fear? Nothing. Because we're going to live forever. But look at what it says. He will strengthen us. When I need strength, he will strengthen us. If you're feeling weak, you need the strength of God. He will uphold us by his right hand of his righteousness. Go to Psalms 91. Listen, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with Psalms 91, you need to be. Amen? You need to be. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I declare and decree today, I confess, I profess, I prophesy that I am going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. Amen? Amen. I will say, look at this, I will say, you say it. I will say, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Woo. Mm. Come on. My God in him will I trust. 
I had a conversation with the Lord right here last night, praying about my children. And I said, Lord, I trust you. Amen. I'm not going to worry about them. I trust you. Amen. If they move away, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to trust you. Come on. I'm going to trust you. You see, the Lord spoke something to me and he said, do you realize I love your children more than you do? That's hard to understand, man. But we love our babies. But do you realize that God loves them more? I mean, he's the one that died on the cross. He's the one that took the stripes. He's the one that went down to hell and paid the price. And took the keys of death and hell away from the devil for them. Amen. He loves them more than we do. And we love them bunches, don't we? Just think about how much love God has for us. Amen. I refuse to worry. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust Him with my children. I'm going to trust God with my grandchildren. I'm going to trust God with my finances. I'm going to trust God with my health. I'm going to trust God with my church. Come on. I'm going to trust God. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snares of the fallen, from the noisy pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers under his wings, shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Right here it is. Your truth, O God. Right here in my hand. The word of the living God is my shield and my buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor destruction that witness at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. In the name of Jesus, a thousand, ten thousand demons will fall at my side, but it will not come nigh me because I'm hiding under the secret place of the Most High God. Listen, you got to confess and profess and prophesy the word of God over your life. Be proactive. Amen. Amen. Be proactive. Don't wait till a bad situation happens before you pray. Come on. I'm convinced. I'm convinced if I had learned this principle when I was a young man that there's a lot of tragedy in my life that would have been prevented. I'm convinced. Amen. Mm. Only with the eyes shall thee behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Yes, I am God. There shall no evil befall thee. There shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over thee and keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands. They shall dash thy foot against the stone. They shall tread upon the lion and the yatter, the young lion and the dragon that shall trample under feet. Let me just stop you right here and tell you. The devil might be trying to tell you that those scriptures only apply to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you they apply to the body of Christ. Amen. They apply to you. They apply to you. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him under him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I shall call upon the name of the Lord and he will answer me. My God shall be with me in trouble. His word says so. God will deliver me. God will honor me. And with long life, God will satisfy me with salvation in the name of Jesus. His word says so, church. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Woo! Hallelujah. It's time to proclaim victory. 
in your life. It's time to proclaim the word of the living God in your life. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, church, if you'll stand on this word that I'm preaching to you this morning, it will change your life forever. Second Timothy chapter one. In verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God, you didn't give me the spirit of fear, therefore I rebuke it. Come on. If God didn't give you the spirit of fear, then who gave it to you? There's only one, the devil. The spirit of fear comes from your enemy. Fear has torment. It is a torturous spirit. It torments. There is grown people, grown folks, afraid to go outside at night because they're afraid the boogeyman's out there waiting on them. Come on. Don't y'all laugh? It's true. Boogeyman gonna get somebody grown. I like what my grandma always told me when I was a little boy by David's age. My grandma always said, boy, don't worry about something getting you in the middle of the night. As soon as daylight comes, it'll let you go. Right. Amen. Never was quite sure what grandma meant by that, but amen to it anyways. All right. But there's grown people that are afraid to go outside at night. Amen. They, listen, they're grown folks that won't walk around their house without turning the lights on. Hello. They know where everything is. They're not going to bump into anything, but they're afraid of what's in the dark. Hello. They ain't nothing to turn the light on. And whatever's in the dark is in the daylight. It's in the light. Come on. Amen. What are we afraid of? Nothing. Nothing. Fear not. I will not be afraid. For God has not given me the spirit of fear. Listen to this. But God gave me power. I've got power in the Holy Ghost this morning. God gave me love. I walk in love. I choose to walk in love. I make myself, I make myself walk in love when I don't even want to. Oh, don't y'all look at me like y'all so sanctified this morning. You got to make yourself walk in love when you don't want to. Listen, I've, I've had prayers like this too now. Y'all don't pray this way. I'm just telling you how I've prayed in the past. Lord, if you just turn your head. If you just look the other way, God, I'll kill them. And when you turn back around, I'll tell you, I don't know what happened to them. They just died. Come on. You ever been that mad? How many of y'all know that's not the way to pray? That ain't love. Come on. And how many of y'all willing to admit you felt like that? You've, mm, you've had some words with God like that. God, just turn your head. I'll kill. I'll take them out. I'll take them out, Lord. Amen. Come on. I choose to walk in love. I force myself to walk in love. Amen. I'm not going to walk in fear. So I'm going to prophesy over myself that I am a love man. I love people. Amen. Right. I'm going to prophesy over myself. You know what? I need to do that because too long I've been saying I was, a, I, I was an introvert. You got any introverts in the house? Too long I've been saying I'm an introvert. You know, introvert don't like people and extroverts love people. You know what I'm saying? Introvert, we want to go live in a cabin by ourselves up on a tall mountain somewhere and never see a living soul. That's an introvert. Amen. That's me. I'll be just as happy as I can be up on that mountain by myself. But an extrovert can't live without people. And the extroverts got to have people in their lives. They got to talk to people. They got to love people. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I just changed sides. I'm an extrovert now. Amen. I want to love people like extrovert people do. Amen. You got you to proclaim the word of God in your life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. There is nothing that I cannot do through Christ who strengthens me. It's not my strength, it's Christ's strength. It's not my skill, it's Christ. It's not me at all, it's Christ. But what does the word Christ mean? In Greek, it means the anointed one and his anointing. So in other words, you can say it like this. I can do all things through the anointing. Woo! Mm -mm -mm. That's revelation right there. I can do all things through the anointing. Amen. What did Jesus say? The Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The Lord has anointed me to open up the blinded eyes. Come on. The Lord has anointed me to proclaim liberty to those that are in bondage. Amen. To set the captive free. Anointing is the power of God. Amen. I've got this. The anointing, the power of God is upon me. And through the anointing, I can do all things through the anointing. Through Christ Jesus. Amen. All things. You've got to proclaim it. You've got to confess it. I'm telling you, I do this. I do this. When I'm driving to Atlanta to go work on a truck, I start praying over that truck before I get there, before I ever know what the problem is. God, give me the skills, give me the ability, show me the insight, anoint my hands. Your Bible word says my hands are anointed to, to, to prosper and to be a blessing. Lord, anoint my hands to do my job today. Anoint my mind to see this truck clearly, understand the problem of this truck. Give me the skills. Send forth the angels in the name of Jesus that I don't bump into nobody in Atlanta and nobody bumps into me. Come on, somebody. Hey, and give, me the, give me the angels to surround me with that truck so I don't get injured in the name of Jesus, amen. And listen, the Bible says in Deuteronomy, Lord, that I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out in the name of Jesus. I'm blessed going in Atlanta and I'm blessed coming back out in the country of Bible. Come on, I'm blessed everywhere I go. The blessings of God, according to Deuteronomy 28, are, are all over me. They hunt me down and they bless me, praise God. The blessings of God are all over me. They hunt me down. They want to bless me. The blessings of God, the word of God is in my life in the name of Jesus I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me come on in the name of Jesus I am healed by the stripes on his back by the blood that flowed down Calvary's hill he said well, brother what if we don't get healed it doesn't change a thing the word of God is the word of God and it doesn't change a thing and what you got to do is figure out what's wrong with you that you didn't line up. Come on. Amen. Amen. Woo, Lord Jesus. Mm, anybody get anything out of this today? One last scripture, because I've got more to go, and I know I could, I could go on. There's so many. We'll just have to pick up with part four next week. Somebody say amen. amen. One last scripture. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. I'm going to tell you, this is something you need to underline, highlight, memorize. 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 Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. What's up there on the screen? I want you to say it with me, church. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now I'm making it personal. Make it personal. 
No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment shall be condemned. For this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, which I am. Come on, make it personal. And the righteousness, my righteousness, is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against you, come on, shall prosper. Now it's time to tell the devil that. Stand on your feet this morning. It's time to tell the devil that. No weapon that's formed against me, devil, shall prosper. No weapon, no trap of the enemy, no device that the enemy has laid out to trap you shall prosper. Amen. No weapon. Prophesy over your life. Prophesy over your life. Proclaim the word of God over your life, church. It makes a difference. Amen? Yeah. It makes a difference. I'll give you one last scripture. It says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Amen? Death and life. There it is. Proverbs 18. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen? A man shall be satisfied with the fruits of his mouth. By the increase of his lips he shall be filled. Well, now I thought we had to go work for a little with our hands. It was part of it, but you better be speaking some good things to you. Amen. Death and life are the power of the tongue. And they that love you the fruit thereof. What are you saying, church? What are you speaking? Are you speaking doubt and unbelief? Are you speaking defeat and depression? Are you, are you speaking sickness and, de and defeat? It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. You know, James chapter 5, it says, If there be any among you sick, we ain't supposed to be sick. But if there is, we know we're known by all. The church is time for us to proclaim the word of God in our life. It's time for us to believe the word of God in our life. This is why I tell you that faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. Because that's what faith does. Faith is an action word. If you got faith, then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have some action. You gotta have some action. You can't just have faith and say, I have faith, and just sit down and do nothing. Paul told a group of fellows one time, he says, he says, you say you have faith? I say, show me your faith. I show you my faith by my words. In other words, Paul was saying, put your money where your mouth is. Amen? You say it, show it. Show it. Faith believes, faith acts, faith speaks. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I know the best I can do to give forth your word today. Father, I know that we're redeemed, and my prayer is that your people will receive that message that they are redeemed. That they no longer have to suffer. They no longer have to be broke. They no longer have to be depressed. They no longer have to be in despair. But there is hope and victory in Christ Jesus today. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus right now for this congregation. Lord, that they would receive your precious word. That it would change their life forever. And Father, there be one here that don't know you as Savior today. Lord, that they would call upon your sweet name, even now, and say, Lord, forgive me. Come to my life and forgive me of my sins. In the name of Jesus, I pray. 
Amen. Amen. We've got you anoint the whole out. If you're here this morning and need prayer, come on, we'll anoint you with all like we always do. If you want to stand in the gap for somebody, come on. Thank you. 
Oh, come on, church, worship him. And his
Come on, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.